Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Hope you're well today and I just wanted to say thank you again to people who left a review but I also wanted to apologise because I just didn't realise that some people don't get um, iTunes. I thought iTunes was on every um, mobile phone. This just goes to show I'm still learning technology. Um, so I'm sorry if you weren't able to do that because I promised to send a PDF to people who wrote the review but this was just really to encourage people to write a review and I was always going to give you the PDF at the end of the week I wasn't trying to hold it back from anybody I promise so now if you go onto my website and look at my blog you could see the whole PDF you can download everything's there um, so please don't worry if if you thought it wasn't fair that I was only giving it to people who gave me a review I never planned that at all I promise you. It takes me so long to write these things that it would just be such a waste if I just gave it to the three people that wrote me a review. So <laughs> really, it's on my website now and everybody can access it. Speaking of which, um, something different today. Um, I just had a, a question from Sujoy, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. And um, Sujoy asked me about uh, paragraph structures. Um, when you're writing task two. So this is useful for general and academic training task two. So, you know, my advice is always to keep to always a four paragraph or five paragraph structure. Um, this can, you know, just make everything so clear for the reader. Um, of course, you have to have one clear idea in each paragraph. And the first line, the topic sentence has to tell the reader what you will talk about in this paragraph. So that's a clear and nice and easy structure to follow. Um, but there's an alternative and if you look at my blog today maybe that would be a better place to see it because then you might see what I mean a bit more clearly um, but normally so you get a question like to what extent do you agree or disagree so you might write a paragraph one introduction and again of course I've got a whole lesson on introductions so paragraph one would be the introduction. Paragraph two might say why you agree or some people agree. Paragraph three might be why you disagree or why some people disagree. And then paragraph four would be a conclusion with your clear opinion in it. So that's the usual four paragraph style. Um, there may be times where they don't really say um, to discuss both views where you don't have to discuss both views and you just want to clearly give your opinion and that's fine too if it if it does not say discuss both views and it just says to what extent do you agree or disagree then you might like more of a five paragraph structure so again this is where you have a strong opinion in your introduction you say this opinion very clearly and then you have three paragraphs saying why you think this thing so paragraph one is introduction. Paragraph two is one reason why I think this. Paragraph three is another reason why I think this. And paragraph four is another reason why I think this. So it's a kind of listing, really. It's listing all of your arguments. And then the final paragraph five is your conclusion, where you might want to just say, yes, other people think this, but I don't. Um, so again, clear five part structure. But what Sujoy asked me about today was whether you can put the other argument 
so the one that you disagree with, can you mention that and then keep arguing against it? Now, I think this is a fantastic way to answer a task two question. And so I've written a blog just to make it a bit more clear for you on my website. And it's it says, what's the alternative? So let's take a question like, for example, is it cruel to keep animals in zoos? OK, so this is a clear, you know, it's an argument where there's lots of pros and cons for and against people who agree, people who disagree um, and lots and lots of reasons why it's cruel or it's not cruel. So if you took the normal four part structure, you could say, um, you know, that this is a controversial topic. Some people think this, other people disagree, and I will argue this. So you'd say reasons why people think it's cruel is first paragraph or paragraph two after the introduction. It's cruel because they're kept in cages. It's not a natural habitat and children rattle, you know, annoy them. So that's that's one cruel thing. The other thing is... the paragraph three, maybe you disagree with this, that, you know, they're looked after, they're protected from hunters, they have good medicine, good uh, food, things like that. So you've got both sides. Um, you might, and then, of course, the conclusion where you clearly give your opinion. You might do the five paragraph structure. You might want to say, I totally hate zoos in paragraph one, and I'm going to tell you my reasons why. And you might say, OK, the re- first reason why is because it's unnatural. They're in cages. The second reason why is because they're, um, you know, kept away from their family because they're isolated and in the wrong temperature, for example. Third reason why you disagree is that um, they're constantly being poked and, you know, it's immoral, it's unethical to put an animal where they are being watched all the time, blah, blah, blah. And then your conclusion is, again, you just summarise these things. So what's the alternative? Well, one way of doing it, and I really like this style, is... For each paragraph, you say what some people might think, but then give your reason why you think that they are wrong. And this is a really nice way to show how strong your arguments are compared to other arguments, because you're showing you're saying to the examiner, look, I know some people think this, but they're completely wrong. And I'll tell you why they're wrong. And it comes across very strongly, very convincingly um, that you have thought about it. You've considered this. You've considered both sides. And yet your arguments at the end of the day are the strong ones. And this gives you a very strong academic voice. And it's it's actually very interesting to read. It's a lot less boring than the sticking to the nice four or five paragraph style. This is still a five paragraph style, four or five, um, but it just focuses a little bit more on why you are right compared to other people. So I'm going to read an answer to this question about the zoo. Is it cruel to keep animal zoos in zoos? And I've done this in the five paragraph style where each paragraph has one person's point of view and in the same paragraph, I disagree with it. So let's look at the introduction first. Introduction is pretty standard. It starts with a general statement. Keeping animals in zoos is an important issue today. Proponents of animal rights say that it is cruel to cage animals for entertainment. 
whereas others believe that zoos are necessary for the protection and survival of many vulnerable species. I will outline both arguments and argue that imprisoning animals for our own entertainment is both cruel and unnecessary. So in that introduction, you've got a completely neutral general statement. It's an important issue. Then you've got both sides. So you've got the proponents. Proponents is people who agree that it's cruel for entertainment. And then you've got the other side. Others, people believe it's necessary for the survival. Then you say what you do. I will outline both arguments. Okay, I'm going to tell you what both people think, but I will argue that it is cruel. So that's clear in the first paragraph. Okay, so paragraph two tells why people think zoos are good. And then you you refute this argument. Refute meaning you, you totally disagree with it. One of the reasons that people are in favour of zoos is that they believe the animals are safe and protected. So that's the one argument. Unfortunately, this is not always the case. So here is where you put your opinion. Just because they are safe from hunters and predators does not necessarily mean that they are happy and healthy. Indeed, many animals show signs of abnormal repetitive behaviour when they are confined to small spaces and unable to behave as they would in the wild. So you've very briefly said people think animals are safe and protected, but you've immediately disputed this with strong language. Unfortunately, it's not the case. This does not mean they are happy. Indeed, many animals show abnormal behaviour. Paragraph three. Next point. People also argue that zoos serve an educational purpose and that they are vital for conservation. So this is the other argument, you know, that they're educational. We have to look after animals in zoos and you immediately refute this. Again, it is true that the high entrance fees fund research that could ultimately save a species from extinction. But this only takes place in a handful of zoos and does not excuse the torment that animals have to endure from busloads of children banging on glass windows and rattling their cages. Okay, so in this case, it's hard to argue against the fact that they might be educational um, and that the money goes towards research. But, okay, you can't argue against that, but you could say, but it doesn't excuse the fact that these animals are still kept in cruel conditions just in order to save a, a few. <laughs> no, that doesn't make sense. That Yeah, just, just because a, a little, a small part of that money will go towards research. It doesn't mean that it will save animals from extinction or that it doesn't make their suffering any less cruel just because some money goes towards research. I guess that's what you could argue. Um, paragraph four, a final argument, says there is one final argument that is often cited in defence of zoos. 
which is the belief that they are merely a form of entertainment and that training animals such as seals and killer whales to perform tricks for visitors keeps them mentally alert and physically fit. So here's this argument that, you know, by keeping animals in zoos, it's, they're not in any pain or danger. They're looked after and they do all these tricks which keeps them alert. And that's all great. But in my view... There is, this is no better than the abuse of animals in circuses, most of which have now thankfully been banned. So this point compares, you know, the point that they train the animals to do tricks and stuff. That's, that's just like being in a circus. So it's a very strong opposing view. So let's look at the conclusion. It says, on balance, I am not in favour of keeping animals in captivity because, to my mind, zoos are like prisons. If the main aim of a zoo is to protect endangered species, it is by far preferable to breed animals in private nature reserves, away from the public eye, as they have done very successfully in China, for example, with their panda conservation programme. So to conclude, you just made it very clear again that you're not in favour of zoos because, and you, this idea is a nice one again, you've said before that it's like a circus here you're saying it's like a prison so it has a very strong impact and makes your point very clearly and again I always recommend some kind of suggestion or thought or recommendation at the end not new information but some related preferable um, situation and the preferable situation would be yes okay keep them in private nature reserves if you have to but that doesn't mean that you have to get the public walking around staring at them and I gave an example of pandas in China. So I've just tried to show um, a, an alternative structure which I think works for many different types of essay. Um, I think this structure gives you a strong academic voice and shows that you are aware of all the issues involved and that you've given them thought and consideration. And it gives your opinion emphasis and makes you sound very convincing. Um, so that, that lesson was actually one of my lessons in the Members Academy, all about writing different structures. But you can find it on my website. I've just posted it today. Um, it's a new post and it's called Structures That Strengthen Your Argument. So just go to my website, IELTS, com to find the full text there and maybe it would be easier for you to read it rather than listen to me going on and on while you're driving to work. Anyway, I hope you do have a lovely day and a lovely weekend and let me know if you have any special requests like this one. I will try my best to put them on my website so you can get them there and um, I'll do a little podcast if there's anything you need me to explain. Thanks ever so much for your support as always and your lovely feedback and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. Bye.